Okay, welcome back to Down Murder Lane, a true crime podcast. So this is episode 8.2. 8.2. John Wayne Gacy, killer clown. And we are still on location in Chicago, Illinois. So we sure are. So all in all, um, Gacy murdered at least 33 young men and boys mm-hmm. and buried 26 in the crawl space of his home. So I'm still kind of confused about crawl space and basements. So growing up in Florida, we had, there's no basements. Basement. No. Right. So I, and admittedly, I've lived in the Midwest my entire life. I don't really know that much about crawl spaces. I, from what I understand, it's like you don't have a full basement. So it's just kind of like this, like you can crawl under to put stuff in storage, but you can't really walk in there. Okay. So I'm not quite sure. Admittedly, I didn't look that up, but I believe it's not like a full basement you can walk into. It's just like a little storage area that you literally would be able to crawl Crawl in only. Okay, right. So Gacy uh, usually lured a a lone victim to his house. However, on three or so occasions, Gacy had what he called doubles, which Mm. means two victims in the same evening. Two for the price of one. Bogo. Bogo for Pogo. Bogo for Pogo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. What is wrong with something? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm laughing. I mean, Bogo for Pogo, it just just came out. Yeah. I don't know. Slows. Should be in marketing. All right. So I do have my degree is kind of marketing. So there you go. That's how. I mean, that's it. Just people pay me for ideas for a living, and they just yeah. come out. Yeah. You're, All right. So you should get paid. Yeah. Dollar dollar right. bills. <laughs> so many of his victims were lured with the promise of a job with uh, PDM, and others with an offer of a drink, drugs, or money for sex. So his victims include pe- included people who um, he knew or random people he lured from the Greyhound bus station. A place called Bug House Square. I guess that was a park, like a slang name for a park. Hmm. Okay. Or off of the streets, which, you know, now I'm thinking about it, that I went there. Bug House Square is when I did that serial killer tour in Chicago. I remember being there. He's like, you yeah, did a that serial was... killer? It was just before we were friends? This was back in, like, I did it with my friend Lindsay back in, like, oh. 2017 or 18. Okay. Right um, before we met, probably. Yeah. So, or maybe I hadn't shared my Matthew was dark secret with you yet. Yeah, or maybe it was like 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he, yeah, we went on. They took us all around Chicago. Yeah. And us, um, I would like to do that tour. Yeah. We sh- would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, because I'm probably sure it's different now. I would love to see so, it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he grabbed some of his victims by force, and others were conned into believing that Gacy was a police officer as he carried a sheriff's badge and had spotlights on his black Oldsmobile. I mean, dude, impersonating a police officer. Yeah. Plus, you know what I hate? Hmm. This is kind of off topic, but... It's okay. Um, and I was just talking to April about this. I should stop. Like, my friend... Our friend. Our friend's name is friend April. Of the She's pod. wonderful. Yes. So, friend of the pod. Friend, friend of the Down Murder Lane girls. Yes. She... Um, we, we saw a car, and it had... It was like um, a... Poli- like, you know where they get... Like, the auction? Yeah. They sell the old police where cars. Where it says, like, police interceptor on it yeah. still. Oh, but they keep that light yeah. on it. And... Or, and then she was saying, like, somebody she knows, I'm not going to say, like, ha- put one on their car intentionally. Because you see those cars, and you don't know if it's an undercover police. Like, when you buy those cars, I feel like you should have to take all that stuff off. I saw one in the neighborhood I grew up in. Somebody had that, and their license plate said, not a cop. <laughs> so funny. Okay, well, I like that. I but like it, just too. take it off. Right. Just take it off. It okay. said, not a cop. I was like, okay, well, that's nice. So if yeah. they pull up behind you, and then you look at their license plate, you're like, all right. All right, yeah. But you still have the light. You still have or the light. is it a trick? You are a cop and you're just like, oh, they're just going to think I'm not a cop because my license plate says it. All right. Never I mind. Am. I don't know. Okay. So Gacy's typical um, MO was to get his victims intoxicated with drugs, alcohol, or both, and then gain his tr- gain their trust. So he would then produce a pair of handcuffs to show a magic trick. Mm. What was this magic trick? I need, you know. How come I keep thinking of that 50 cent song, Magic Stick? The magic stick. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I got the magic stick. He was singing yeah. it while twirling the handcuffs. And I can hit it once. I can hit it twice. <laughs> okay, he would start by cuffing his own hands behind his back and then releasing himself with a key, uh, which he hid between his fingers. Okay, mm. so this was whatever the magic trick was. Tricky. Um, he would then offer to show his uh, intended victim how to release himself from the handcuffs, but would never give the uh, victim the key. So having uh, restrained the victim, he would proceed to rape and torture him. Mm. 
Typically, he started by sitting on the victim's chest and forcing the victim to perform oral sex on him. Ugh. Gross. I hate this guy. No, sucks. For real. The torture, I think, bothers me more than anything else. Mm-hmm. He would then torture the victim by doing things such as burning them with cigars, making his captive um, imitate a horse, and mm. as he sat on their backs and pulled reins around their necks... And also violating them with foreign objects such as dildos and prescription bottles. Just lovely. God, he sucks. Yeah. He would also immobilize their ankles by using a two-by-four with handcuffs attached at each end. He would also force several of his victims to crawl into his bathroom where he would partially drown them in the bathroom before repeatedly rewriting them. God, I hate this guy. It's just so bad. Mm-hmm. Just the... the... I just keep thinking of their parents, and then when they, like, learn that this is how their son died. Yeah. Like, the last minutes of these boys' lives were so incredibly terrifying. Yeah. It's bad enough to kill somebody, but then to, like, make the last moments of their life so... Horrible. Horrifying yeah. and scary. I hate it. Yeah, it just makes me really upset. So he typically murdered his victims by placing a rope tourniquet around their neck before slowly tightening the rope with a hammer handle. He would refer to it as the rope trick and tell his victims this is the last trick. God, I hate him. I know. And and he's probably got that, you know that mugshot where he's got that stupid smile and he's like, this is the last trick. Yeah. Like, ugh. He better not have been wearing that nasty Pogo the Clown. I'm sure he was. Probably put some stupid makeup on. He's like, hey boy, this is the last trick. Check me out. I'm so jazzy. Number one killer. Yeah, number one, you suck at life. Yeah, no kidding. Sometimes the victim would um, convulse for an Uh, hour or two before uh. dying. I know, I can't take it. Although several victims died by asphyxiation uh, from cloth gags stuffed deeply into their throats. So except for his final two victims, each of them uh, was murdered between 3 and 6 a.m. So after death, uh, Gacy usually stored the victim's bodies under his bed for up to 24 hours before burying the bodies um, in the crawl space. Sometimes he would pour quicklime to uh, quicken the uh, decomp of the victims, but some of them's bodies were taken to his garage and embalmed prior to burial. Burial, sorry. my. So quicklime is a substance that you can use to quicken the decomp of, of a body? Mm-hmm. Now, why are we selling that, first of all? Like telling people that? Yeah. Well, why, or well, like, why are we selling de- quick Why lime? are we saying quick? Why are we selling quick lime? Just like with Dahmer, like you could just go down and get hydrochloric acid. Mm-hmm. You know, like why? Anyway, for cleaning bricks. Okay. So, um, as Gacy's business expanded, he freely admitted mm-hmm. uh, in 1975 was also so he in 1970 he freely admitted was um, he began to increase the frequency of his excursions for sex for young males. So he often referred to these excursions as cruising. So Gacy uh, committed most of his murders between 1976 and 1978 as he was living alone after his divorce. Those were his P.D. Pablo um, towel years. (laughs) Like, I'm here for it, I'm ready! This is my time. Raise up. Raise up, Chicago. So when he referred to that time as cruising years... Mm. So even though Gacy remained cheerful, friendly, and civic-minded, many of his neighbors reported noticing erratic changes in his behavior after his 1976 divorce. Um, So they reported Mm -hmm. seeing him keeping uh, company with young males, hearing his car arrive and leave in the early morning hours, and seeing lights in his home switch on and off in the early morning hours as well. So one neighbor even reported that for several years, the sound of muffled, high-pitched screams, shouting, and crying had repeatedly woke her and her son in the early morning hours. Why did she not say anything? Like, if you hear that, like, if you hear it once, you might be like, okay, that might be a one-off, but if you're hearing it repeatedly for years, yeah, something is going on. She didn't have, like, the... We always get these alerts on the next door. Yeah. App. She didn't like, have I just heard app. I just heard gunshots. Yeah. On the corner of this, like anyway. I know. Actually it's a firing range. Yeah. Right. Or there's cars backfire. Right. Or there's fireworks. Exactly. Um, so um she identified the sounds as emanating from a house adjacent to theirs on Somerdale Avenue. So she probably she thought she heard it from Gacy's house. Whatever. But why don't you say something? So it doesn't matter his house. Like say something. Exactly. If you hear it repeatedly and you see all these other strange patterns mm-hmm. in behavior, yeah, 
Probably say something. Yeah. All right. So Gacy murdered many more young men in the house on Summerdale Avenue during this time, but there was one victim who ultimately led to his undoing. On the afternoon of December 11th, 1978, Gacy visited the Nissan Pharmacy in Des Plaines, Illinois, to discuss a potential remodeling deal with the store owner. 15-year-old part Why? Wait. To the pharmacy? So he went to the pharmacy to discuss remodeling? Yeah, I think he meant, like, like the guy was going to hire him to remodel his store. Oh, okay. Because okay. he had that PDM painting That's design right. okay. whatever company. I was like, wait, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, got but it. But the design company was really just a cover for him getting a bunch of young men. All right, so he goes to this pharmacy in Des Plaines, which is a nearby community, mm-hmm. to discuss the potential remodeling deal with the store owner for his store. Okay. 15-year-old part-time pharmacy employee Robert Peast overheard Gacy mentioning his company often hired teenage boys at a starting wage of $5 per hour. So that answers your question. No, that was almost double the wage that Peace earned at the pharmacy. So that's how he got these kids, lured him in. Yeah, he paid him, he paid him a lot of money. That's why that kid probably stayed for two years. Probably. <laughs> so Peace was to be picked up by his mother after his shift at the pharmacy, but he told her that he would be home later, adding that some contractor wants to talk to me about a job. He left the store at 9 p.m. promising he would be home shortly. Peace was murdered shortly after 10 p.m. at Gacy's home. Again, okay, I want to back up. I don't want a victim blame here again because his mom is a victim too. But if my 15-year-old is like, oh, hey, mom, um, thanks for coming to pick me up. I'm going to go talk to, quote, unquote, some contractor about a job at 9 p.m. I'll be home later. I would be like, how about you get that guy's card and we can call him tomorrow? Yeah, or I'll go with you. Or I'll go with you. You're not just going by yourself with some contractor. It's a different time. Right. Just a different time. I know. And we're also... Mm-hmm. Who we are. We're helicopter moms. I mean, we're... Two of a point we're, we are. We're, yeah. We're more, like, distrusting of individuals, I guess I would say. Yes. I would I would be like, no, you're not doing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't even do that myself. No. All right. So, anyways, Peace was murdered shortly after 10 p.m. So, he left at 9, and he was murdered an hour later. Again, not blaming his mom, but... Parenting advice, if your 15-year-old says at 9 o'clock, hey, this dude I just met wants me to come with him to talk about a job, mm-hmm. maybe just get his card and call him later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's murdered after 10 p.m. at Gacy's house. He later stated, meaning Gacy later stated, that at his house he asked Peace if there was anything he would not do for the right price. To which Peace re- replied that he did not mind working hard. And that just makes me sad because he just shows how innocent. So Gacy's all nasty, and he's like, hey, is there anything you wouldn't do for the right price? And Peace is like, well, sir, I don't mind working hard. Yeah. I will work hard for this good wage you're going to give me. Like, that makes me so sad. So Gacy stated good money could be earned by hustling, and Peace was dismissive of that because he didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Because he's an innocent boy. Yeah. All right. So then Gacy duped Peace into putting on handcuffs before saying, I'm going to rape you and you can't do anything about it, as Peace cried. Ugh. He also stated that as he placed the tourniquet around Peace's neck, the boy was crying and scared. Gacy admitted to taking a phone call from a business associate while Peace lay dying and suffocating on his bedroom floor. Gosh. Fuck him. Right? I hate it. Okay. So when Peace failed to return home... His family filed a missing persons report with the Des Plaines Police Department. The owner of the pharmacy named Gacy as the contractor Peace had most likely left the store to talk to about a job. Lieutenant Joseph Kozinsak, sorry, these Polish names, man. I mean, I'm from the Midwest, so again, I'm no stranger to Polish names, but they always take me a minute. So, Lieutenant Joseph Kozinsak whose son was a classmate of Peace, was chosen to investigate Gacy further. After speaking with Peace's mother, Kozinsak was convinced that her son did not run away from home. A routine check of Gacy's criminal background revealed he had an outstanding battery charge against him in Chicago and that he had served a prison sentence in Iowa for the sodomy of the 15-year-old boy. So they are saying that the records were sealed, but they right. were able to get a hold of he, it. Kozinsak was able to get that information. But the Secret Service wasn't able to. The Secret Service wasn't able to. I know. Exactly. Exactly. 
The following evening, Kosensack and two Des Plaines police officers visited Gacy at his home. When questioned, Gacy indicated he had seen two young men working at the pharmacy and that he had asked one of them, who he thought was pieced, whether there were any remodeling supplies behind the store, which, like, what do you Why? mean? Hey, are there any supplies behind your store I could use for my business that and makes $200,000 a year and I can't afford my own equipment? Yeah. Like, that is the stupidest thing I ever heard. Yeah. Okay. He was adamant that he had not offered Peace a job and had only returned to the pharmacy shortly after 8 p.m. as he had left his appointment book at the store. That's a little bit more believable. Yeah. All right. Gacy promised to come to the station later that evening to make a statement confirming this and said he was unable to do so at that moment as his uncle had just passed away. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. When asked how soon he could come to the station, he responded, You guys are very rude. Don't you have any respect for the dead? Oh, my gosh. He's slapping. I know. Give me a break. So at 3.20 a.m., Gacy arrived at the police station covered in mud. <laughs> what is his, like, his 3 to 6 a.m.? I don't like know. Witching so he's something. like, hey, just so you know, I can't come. Like, was he digging, digging his uncle's grave? Yeah. Is that why he's muddy? Yeah, why are you I can't muddy? come. My uncle just died. And then, like, a bunch of hours later, he comes there covered in mud. Yeah. Like, not suspicious at all. He claimed he was in a car accident, though. I mean, usually you get muddy when you're in a car accident. Like, what, do you get ejected from the car and, like, yeah. land in a mud pit? And then, like, oh, I gotta go to the oh, police station. Gotta go to the police station. Gotta go. This is the time. See you later. Okay. So, while he denied any involvement in Peace's disappearance and reiterated that he had not offered him a job, um, when asked why he had returned to the pharmacy, Gacy again stated that he came back to his back for his appointment book that was left there and that Torf, who is the owner of the pharmacy, called him to retrieve it. Detectives had already spoken with Torf, who denied calling Gacy. So right there is the discrepancy. Mm -hmm. Gacy was then requested by detectives to prepare a written statement detailing his movements on December 11. So police suspected that Gacy might be holding uh, peace against his will at his home, so they obtained a search warrant uh, for his house on December 13th. The search of the Gacy home revealed several items that were suspicious, including several police badges and a six millimeter pistol inside an office drawer. Mm. So, and he can't have a firearm because he's a felon. felon. Yep. Hey, Jessica, guess what? I just got a notification from Nextdoor app. What is it? Let's see. <laughs> Let's check it out. Let's see what they have to say. Gunshots. Let's see if somebody saw a coyote yeah. or it sounds like gunshots. Those are the only two things I ever see. It's so funny. What does it say? Anything crazy? It says. Or does someone hear some screaming and muffled cries coming from there? Who's against or in favor of leaf burning in Franklin? Oh, gosh. There's a, so much leaf burning. They just yell in about leaf burning all the time in oh. Franklin. Well, you know what? That would be me. I hate leaf burning. It drives my allergies crazy. I, I don't love it either. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. It's not, this lady. It's not the smell of the grills. It's the smell of burning leaves, and she's writing in all caps. Oh, she's mad. Dude, her late, I won't say her name. His first, her first name is Marilyn, but she is pissed. She's writing in all caps and using the angry emoji with the swear words across the face and everything. Okay, anyways, carry Man, on. People are bes- I know. Next, next door app. app is really lit. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, also found uh, were syringe uh, were a syringe and um, hypodermic needles inside a cabinet in Gacy's bathroom. So, wonder why why is that suspicious? Oh, heroin mm. addict. Police also found handcuffs, mm-hmm. books on homosexuality and pedophilia, seven pornographic films. Capsules of amyl nitrates? I don't know what amyl... No. We're not chemists. We don't know. But just some substance... Um, something. And the most suspicious of all, <gasps> an 18-inch dildo in D- Gacy's bedroom. I mean, like. for real, when I wrote that, I, like, kept thinking about it, and not in a good way. <laughs> I was like, uh, like, why... <laughs> yeah. That's, like, alarming. Yeah, why do you have to have that? That's alarming. I mean, like... Think, let's measure out 18 inches. No, I can't even, like... Oh this my. is this is 12 inches. Yeah. Like, that? Like, for real? Oh, my gosh. No. Why That's alarming. That? But still, like, you have a, you know, search warrant. <laughs> you find all these things. None... What is... This is... I mean, yeah, it's, like, suspicious, but... So, could you imagine being the police officer that pulls that thing out, and you're like, holy shit! <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope there were more in the room with other I hope officers. it was, like, sort of floppy, and, like, when you pulled it out, it hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> or kept going, where he had to, like, steady his hand. <laughs> That's something wrong. Oh, my god. Where it was, like, a slinky, where it's, like... <laughs> <laughs> it goes down the stairs. <laughs> 
No, it was a ranch. It was a ranch. Oh, so there's shit. No stairs. There's, there's no, no stairs. stairs. I was okay. envisioning this like a like yeah. a dildo slinky like going down the stairs. <laughs> but at least like my thing is like, okay, when they're doing these search warrants, there's numerous police officers. So I really hope that they got like, they were either extremely disturbed or they were like us, like laughing. I have another question for you. What color do you think it was? Pur- In my mind, I'm it's thinking purple. purple. It's purple. I was thinking it's purple, too. Like, all this whole time, that's all I can think of. Like a bright purple? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Purple slinky dildo. <laughs> okay, we have to move on. Okay. Okay. So, a 39-inch, um, so then they also find a 39-inch 2x4 with two holes drilled um, in, into each end, bottles of Valium and um, atropine. atropine. Okay. And several driver's licenses were found in another bedroom. So that was his trophies. So a blue hooded jacket was found on top of a toolbox inside the laundry room. And male underwear, too small to fit Gacy, was located inside a bathroom closet. Like, these don't fit you. He was kind of big, too. So Yeah. So they, I guess yeah. it's probably apparent. So in another bedroom, investigators found a class of 1975 marine west coast high school ring engraved with the initials j-a-s so investigators also recovered a uh, nissan is it nissan or nissan nissan Nissan, uh, or whatever the pharmacy pharmacy photo receipt from a trash can along with a 36 inch section of nylon rope so police (coughs) confiscated gacy's oldsmobile and other pdm work vehicles they assigned two um two man surveillance uh teams to monitor kind of awkward sorry that's no, fine. Gacy on a rotating 12-hour basis while they continued their investigation into his background and potential involvement in Peace disappearance. So during the investigation, they received a phone call from Michael Rossi, who informed investigators of one of the, of the victim's disappearances, um, Gregory Godzik, mm-hmm. and the fact that another PDM employee, Charles Hatula, had been found drowned in an Illinois River earlier that year. So this Michael Rossi guy... I believe he's an associate or works at the at PDM. No, I think I don't. I think he works at PDM and he's starting to put stuff together. Mm-hmm. So, um, on December fifteenth, Displains investigators obtained further details of Gacy's battery charge, learning the complainant Jeffrey Rignall had reported that Gacy had lured him into his car, then chloroformed, raped, and tortured him before dumping him with severe chest and facial burns and rectal bleeding. Jeez. 18-inch, man. Yep, in Lincoln Park. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm going to chuckle. So um, so he, he dropped him in Lincoln Park the following morning. So in an interview with Gacy's former wife the same day, they learned of the disappearance of John Butkovich. The same day, the Marine West Coast High School ring was traced to a John Allen Sick. 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 Mm-hmm. One of Gacy's victims, so they're going to learn. There's that J A S. Okay. Yeah. Of the ring. So an interview with the mom, with his mom, revealed that several items from her son's apartment were also missing, including a Motorola TV set. So now it's like all these missing boys, all these little things, are coming together. So, but really makes me crazy is that in that one year, twenty six, or I mean a total thirty three, but twenty in that one year. I know. Nobody put it together. Like it took twenty six people to twenty six. That just makes me crazy. That's okay. like a whole class in our kids' school. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's only got six. My kid only got sixteen right now because of 20. COVID. Yeah. So by December sixteenth, uh, Gacy was becoming friendly with the surveillance detectives, <sighs> and routinely inviting Sociopath. them to join him for meals in restaurants and occasionally for drinks in bars or at his home. Like God, these detectives must hate him. Or these, you know, people doing yeah. the surveillance. Like, just, like, hockey. Yeah. And, like, oh, hey, just want to hang out? I like, know you're watching me. I know you're watching me, so you might as well just come in and let's have dinner and, like, some drinks. Fuck this guy. I know. So he repeatedly um, denied that he had anything to do with uh, Peace Disappearance and accused the officers of harassing him because of his political connections mm. or because of his recreational drug use. Mm. So he knew the officers were, un- were unlikely to arrest him or anything trivial or on anything trivial, so he taunted them by ignoring traffic laws and succeeded in uh, losing the pursuing officers more than once. Um, investigators conducted a formal interview or formal interview of Michael Rossi on December 17th. That's the guy that called to called, say, yeah. hey, look into these two as well. Mm-hmm. 
He informed them uh, that Gacy had sold, I don't know how to say that Sick. Six vehicle to him. More Polish names. I know. It's tough. It is hard. A further uh, examination of Gacy's automobile was done on this date. While examining the trunk of the car, investigators discovered fibers that may have been human hair. Police dogs were used to determine that pieces had been present um, to whether they had, he had been present in any of his vehicles. So one dog approached the vehicle and lay on the passenger seat and what the dog's handler informed investigators was a death reaction mm. and uh, um, indicating Peace Body had been present in the car. Ah, so not good. You know so, what I'm liking is like there's lots of, you know, they're using all their resources. They really and, like, are doing a good job. And stuff. Yeah. I know. And this is in the late 70s. So they don't have tons of technology, but they're using all of their good police and detective work. What they did have. What they do have. Yeah. To piece things together, which is pretty awesome. Okay. So soon, Gacy was beginning to show signs of strain from being constantly watched. He was unshaven, looked tired, seemed anxious, and was drinking heavily. Well, yeah. Yeah. I probably would be too. On the afternoon. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) I'm already anxious and drinking heavily. Exactly. Me too, and I'm not under constant surveillance. Yeah. Dude. All right. So on the afternoon of December 18th, he drove to his lawyer's office to prepare a $750,000 civil lawsuit against the Des Plaines Police Department demanding that they stop the surveillance. Because his civil liberties are being violated. Yeah. Exactly. Like, give me a break. All right. So he demands that they stop the surveillance. That same day, the investigators traced the serial number of the pharmacy receipt found in Gacy's home to a co-worker of Peace at the pharmacy. So he files a suit, and then they, they, they trace this receipt to the pharmacy and to a co-worker right. of Peace. This co-worker told police that she had borrowed a blue parka from Peace and put the receipt in the coat pocket, then gave the blue parka back to Peace. Ah, hmm. blue. A blue parka with the receipt was found in Gacy's home, even though Gacy claimed he had no contact with Peace the evening of December 11th. So again, good detective work. Yeah. Very good detective work. On December 19th, investigators began compiling evidence for a second search warrant for Gacy's house. That same day, Gacy's lawyers filed his civil suit against Des Plaines Police. The hearing for the suit was scheduled for December 22nd, so three days later. That afternoon, Gacy invited investigators into his home. God, like, cocky cock- motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I have a civil suit against you. You filed a second search warrant, but what? I'm going to invite you into my house. Yeah, come on in. Just come on in. I got nothing to hide. hide. I know. Cocky motherfucker. I hate him. All right. So he invites him into his home. When one of the investigators flushed Gacy's toilet, the officer noticed a smell he suspected could be rotting corpses emanating from a heating duct. Mm. The officers who had searched Gacy's house the previous time did not notice this odor as the house was cold. So it's December 19th, so the heat is on. Yeah. So that's coming up mm-hmm. from the, the heat, the pipes. Are the, in the pipes. Yeah. Right. On the evening of December 20th, Gacy drove to his lawyer's office to attend a scheduled meeting to discuss the progress of his civil suit. On his arrival, Gacy appeared disheveled and asked for an alcoholic drink. One of the lawyers gave him a bottle of whiskey, and Gacy then picked up a copy of the Daily Herald, the newspaper, from the desk, pointed to a front-page article covering the disappearance of Robert Peast, and said, The boy is dead. He's in a river. Hmm. He then proceeded to give a rambling confession that ran into the early hours of the morning. He began by informing his lawyers that he had been the judge, jury, and executioner for many people, and that he wanted to do the same for himself. First of all, lawyers just have alcohol in their offices. I it guess was this the was the 70s. 70s, whatever. It was the 70s. Like, and actually, like, he had to go to his car to get the bottle of whiskey. He's so like, cr- I'll yeah. be right back. Yeah. Let me grab my roadie for you. <laughs> yeah. But all what's right. really funny, too, I'm thinking of, like, the police officers just come in, or he comes in to the, sorry, police, the lawyer's office, and he starts rambling, and then he's like, man, what if the, that lawyer's like, oh, I'd call my wife, I gotta cancel dinner. Yeah. The, the, you know, like, you just expect you're gonna be, oh, I'm gonna go home this yeah. normal day, and all of a sudden this all comes up. I don't yeah. know why I'm thinking about that. Well, no, because... I guess it used to happen to me all the time when I was working. Yeah. Like, oh, I think this day's gonna be, oh, I'm gonna be home at 4.30 yeah. today, and then all of a sudden you bust people, and yeah, you're writing reports all night. Okay, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. All right. 
So he had buried most of his victims in his crawl space and had disposed of five other bodies in the Des Plaines River. Gacy dismissed his victims as male prostitutes, hustlers, and liars, to whom he gave the rope trick, adding he sometimes awoke to find dead, strangled kids on his floor. Like, oh, I just woke up and they're just, like, dead and strangled. I don't know. Their hands were cuffed behind their back. He had buried their bodies in his crawl space as he believed they were his property. As a result of of the alcohol he consumed, Gacy fell asleep midway through his confession. His lawyer immediately arranged a psychiatric appointment for Gacy at 9 a.m. that morning. On awakening several hours later, Gacy shook his head when informed by the lawyer that he had confessed to killing approximately 30 people, saying, well, I can't think about this right now. I've got things to do. Hmm. Like, that's what I say to my kids when they're like, Mom, can we go to... I'm like, oh, like, hold on, buddy. I got... Let me finish this first. Right. Ignoring his lawyer's advice regarding his scheduled appointment, Gacy left their office to attend to the needs of his business. Sociopath. Crazy. So, Gacy later... later, uh, recollected his memories of his final day of freedom as being hazy, adding he knew his arrest was inevitable and that he intended to visit his friends and say his final farewells. After leaving his lawyer's office, Gacy drove to a gas station where, in the uh, course of filling, um, filling his rental car, he handed a small, a small bag of marijuana to the attendant, who immediately handed the bag to the surveillance officers, adding that Gacy had told him, the end is coming for me. These guys are going to kill me. Hmm. So, like, the guy's like, I don't want your weed. Yeah. Get that out of here. (laughs) Gacy then drove to the home of a fellow contractor and friend, Ronald Rode. Gacy hugged Rode before uh, bursting into tears and saying, I've been a bad boy. What the fuck? I know. (gasps) I killed 30 people, give or take a few. Eh, No big deal. NBD. Fuck this guy. I know. Gacy left road and drove to his, um, he then drove back to his um, attorney's offices. Mm-hmm. So as he drove along the expressway, the surveillance officers noticed he was holding a rosary to his chin, praying while he drove. Mm. Now, what a good, too late for that. Just a good Christian. So as Gacy drove to various locations that morning, police outlined the formal draft of their second search warrant, uh, specifically to search for the body of Robert Peast in the crawl space. On hearing from the surveillance detectives that, in light of his erratic behavior, Gacy may be about to commit suicide, police uh, decided to arrest him on the charge of possession and distribution of cannabis Mm. in order to hold him in custody. Smart. Yeah. As the formal request for a second search warrant was presented. So at 4.30 p.m. on December 21st, the eve of the hearing of Gacy's civil suit, Judge Marvin J. Peters granted the request for a second search warrant. After police informed Gacy of their intentions um, to search for his crawl space for the body of peace, Gacy denied the teenager was buried there, but confessed to having killed a young man in self-defense and buried his body under his garage. So armed with the signed search warrant, police and evidence technicians drove to Gacy's home. On their arrival, officers found Gacy had unplugged his sump pump which flooded the crawl space with water. Oh, God. Just to make it more difficult for Uh them. To clear it, they simply uh, replaced the plug and waited for the water to drain. Um, After it had done so, evidence technician Daniel uh, Gentry entered the 28 by uh, 38-foot crawl space. That guy. I don't want that job. Right? So he crawled to the southwest area and began digging. Oh, I don't want that job. Yeah. So, like, it was just all flooded, so it's just all nasty and, and, like... damp. Gross. And it probably smelled. Ugh. So within and minutes, I'm like a little claustrophobic too. So mm-hmm. it's like tiny and like enclosed and wet and like. Now I'm digging. Pel- it smells dark. bad and oh god, and I know I'm gonna find some shit. Yeah. <gasps> so within okay. minutes he had uncovered a rotting. Ugh. I know. See, this it. is why. <sighs> uncovered rotting flesh and a human arm bone. Um, Genty is that his name? Gentry, 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 yeah. Immediately shouted to the investigator that they um, they could charge Gacy with murder. Like, adding, I think this place is full of kids. Oh, Can you imagine, God. like, just dig, digging down there? No, like, and you're just seeing all Go this. ahead and arrest him. Yeah, okay, I think we got it. A police photographer then... A police photographer then dug in the northeast corner. Like, first of all, what the fuck is there another... Why is the photographer down there digging? Like, I don't know. Probably Why like, don't they have, like, the CSI team? Oh, my God, there's stuff, so like, much here. I'm just going to help you out. Oh, my gosh. Maybe the photographer wanted in on the action. I mean, I kind of understand that. I get it. So the photographer starts digging um, in another corner of the cross space, and he uncovers a human bone. 
the two then began digging. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe it was like when you watch Double Dare when you're a kid and you're like, they're Good. looking for the, the flag and like the sandwich and, uh, and you're yes. like, you're so slow. I just want to jump in and help yes. you. Like, get going. And the cream. And yeah. And find the And flag it's like, and come the... on, I see it. Like, go over there. That's what <laughs> That's it is. True. It's Double Dare. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so they began digging um, and then they uncovered uh, two lower leg bones. The victims they found uh, were too decomposed to be uh, pieced. However, uh. three more bodies were found while they were digging. So they're just, like, digging up all kinds of shit. Oh, my, oh my God. Gosh. Okay, so in the early morning hours of December 22nd, and in the presence of his lawyers, Gacy provided a formal statement in which he confessed to murdering approximately 30 young males, all of whom entered his home willingly, according to him. Gacy did not remember most of their names. He claimed that all of them were runaways or male prostitutes, sorry, sex workers, and that the majority were buried in his crawl space. He claimed he planned the following month in January 1979 to cover the corpses in the crawl space with concrete. When questioned about peace, Gacy confessed to everything and said that he disposed the body in the Des Plaines River. On his way to the police station, he showed police where he had thrown four victims into the river and also indicated where, his gra- where in his garage they could find the body of John Butkovich. Gacy was brought to trial on February 6, 1980, and charged with 33 murders in Cook County, Illinois. The jury was selected from Rockford due to the high-profile nature of the case, okay. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Gacy underwent a variety of psychological tests and attempted to convince doctors that he suffered from multiple personality disorder. He claimed to have four personalities and stated that Jack was his personality who killed victims as Jack detested homosexuality and viewed gay men as scum. Sounds like Jack was his dad. Yeah. Yeah. His lawyers opted to have Gacy plead not guilty by reason of insanity due to the charges. While three psychiatric experts at Gacy's trial testified that they found him to be a paranoid schizophrenic with multiple personality disorder, the prosecutors argued that he was sane and in full control of his actions. Mm-hmm. Right. The trial lasted for weeks, and the closing arguments took themselves eight hours. Eight hours. Could you imagine being on this jury? No. Like, having to see all the photos and hear about every victim. and then, No. And then your closing statement's going to take a whole damn day? I know. It's insane. The jury deliberated for less than two hours and found Gacy guilty of 33 charges of murder. He was also found guilty of sexual assault and taking indecent liberties with the child, both convictions in reference to Robert Peast, the boy who worked at the pharmacy. At the time, his conviction of 33 murders was the most for which any person in the U.S. had ever been convicted. So that led me to wonder, like, who's been convicted of more than that? Yeah. Like, do you think it's, like, Ted Kaczynski, like, like a Unabomber, or, like, like a, somebody that did... I'll look it up. Yeah. It has to be somebody that's like a terrorist that killed a bunch of people, people like at one, at one time. time. Murder, yeah. Right. It has to be. Okay. I'll look that up. Or if anybody knows, slide in our DMs. Yeah. All right. So in sentencing, the jury deliberated for more than two hours before sentencing Gacy to death for each murder committed after the Illinois statute on capital punishment came into effect in 1977. His execution was set for June 2nd, 1980. So, upon being sentenced, Gacy was transferred to the Menard, is that it? Menards? Menards. (laughs) (laughs) Save big money money at Menards. Menards. I like that we both started thinking that's it. Do you think they have the 11% rebate sale? (laughs) They're just running it, like, nonstop during COVID. They're like, come here, spend money. And they shouldn't, because everyone's, and their mother is buying stuff to redo their houses. I know. You know. And toilet paper. (laughs) And ramen noodles. Okay. So, um, he was put in the Menard Correctional Center where he was on death row for 14 years. Save him big money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He granted numerous TV interviews during this time and collaborated with the authors on books about him. I so want to see these interviews. I do too. Let's get together sometime and watch them. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. While in prison, Gacy read numerous law books and filed many motions and, dep- and appeals Although he did not prevail in any of them. And fun info ooh, ooh, ooh. is we have a little um, <gasps> bonus yes! for this episode that we will post um, that we know we know someone who was kind of involved mm-hmm. in helping with these appeals. So we do. Stay tuned. Yeah. There's going to be a follow-up episode. A yes. prologue or epilogue or... Epilogue. Epilogue. Is. Yeah. 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 One of those logs. Yeah. So... Um, the Supreme Court of Illinois upheld Gacy's conviction in 1984. 
but he proceeded to file appeal after appeal along with the post-conviction petition seeking a new trial. That was dismissed on September 11, 1986. Um, Gacy's appealed again the decision that um, that he was that he be executed. So, so the state supreme court upheld his conviction on September 29, 1988, setting a new execution date of January 11, 1989. After the U.S. Supreme Court denied Gacy's final appeal in October 1993, the state Supreme Court formally set an execution date for May 10th, 1994. This is going on for like 10 years of him appealing and like wasting all this time and Mm -hmm. money. We give everyone those opportunities. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's just such a waste of time and resources. Yeah. So on the morning of May 9th, 1994, Gacy was transferred to Stateville Correction Center to be executed. So that afternoon, he was allowed a private picnic on the prison grounds with his family. For his last meal, Gacy ordered a <laughs> bucket of KFC, a dozen fried shrimp, fresh uh, french fries, fresh strawberries, and a Diet Coke. They always I have Diet Coke. I know. Like, like if you're going to die, just get the full calories. Yeah, like, why do you need Coke? Yeah. If I'm going to, if I'm Pepper. getting executed, I'm not going to be like, can I have some Coke Zero? Yeah. I'm going to be like, give me some full on sugar. Yes. And yes. also, do you think that he had them call him the colonel when he, they were serving him? Colonel. And do you think he wore his white suit? <laughs> that would be so funny. I know. Oh my god, he also um prayed with a Catholic priest before being escorted to the Stateville execution chamber to re- uh receive a lethal injection. So the entire pr- uh, procedure took 18 minutes. And it is reported that Gacy's final spoken words, you know, oh, what's your last words? He said, kiss my ass. Oh, my gosh. I hate him. This is the only thing about him that I like. Really? Yes. (laughs) I like that. I like this about him. Everything else about him I despise. But this. But I knew, like, oh, they're going to remember me because I'm the one who, I said this. I'm not going to lie. I love it. So a crowd of over a thousand gathered outside of the correctional center. <laughs> I think I want to say that when I die. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> you're you're about to die, and I'll be like, hold on, hold on, just right. one minute, like, God, sh- don't take me yet. Sh- I got something to say. Quiet sh- down. Sh- and everybody's gonna be like, oh, she's gonna tell us how much she loves us, yeah. and she's gonna miss us, and I'm be like, flip everybody off and be like, kiss my ass. Okay, Heather out. Heather, mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You need to put that in your will. Yeah. I am going to, and I have a death binder, a, a funeral yeah. binder. Yeah. Where, you need to put that in Because you know I'm an event planner. Yeah. So I have like a, a thing about like what I want at my funeral when yeah. I die. You need to put that in there. I will. I'm going to put a rider in there today and be like, <laughs> keep me alive just long just enough. Just long enough for me to say that. So I can say, kiss my ass, Heather out. Out, out. And then peace. Okay. Dead. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, so the crowd of a thousand people were outside, um, and everyone was obviously in favor of his execution. So mm-hmm. Gacy, uh, Gacy's death was confirmed at 12.58 a.m. on May 10th, 1994, and afterwards his brain uh, was removed. And the lady who ha- oh, okay, never mind. I'm like, do you know the lady who has it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. His brain is in the possession of Helen Morrison, yeah. a witness for the Ugh. defense at Gacy's trial who has interviewed Gacy and other serial killers in an attempt to um, determine common personality traits a violent sociopath. So mm-hmm. his body was cremated. Yes, I've seen interviews with her so where she has it, but she won't say where it is because she doesn't want like her her labs broken yeah. into when people take but it. She stud- she's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. So only 27 of his victims were ever identified. The youngest that was um, identified were 14 years old. The oldest was 21. Six, six victims were not identified. So in October 2011, Cook County Sheriff announced that investigators now had full DNA profiles for each of the unidentified victims. So exciting. Very. The sheriff stated that investigators are actively seeking DNA samples from across the U.S. related to any male missing between 1970 and 1979. 23andMe, Ancestry.com, do it. See, you're helping. Regardless of what our friend Jenna says. Yes, and then upload it to GenMatch. Yep, upload. GenMatch. Yes, um, results of the test thus far have confirmed the identity of two of the victims and ruled out the possibility of numerous other vic- uh, missing yo- youths being victims of Gacy. So results of these tests have also solved four other unrelated cold cases between um, 1972 and 1979. 
So the most recent victim to be identified is 16-year-old James Hackinson, previously known as Body 24. Which is heart is heartbreaking. Sad. Like, that's somebody's baby that they didn't know who they were, and they were calling Body 24. So um, he was identified in July 2017 using DNA testing. So, so awesome. So just three years ago. I know. One positive thing that came from the Gacy's case is that the Illinois Child Recovery Act of 1984 removed the 24-hour waiting period. 72. That, 72. I'm sorry. 72. Okay. What did I say? 24. Oh my gosh. What's yeah. wrong? I wish it was 24. Yeah. It would be better. Removed the 72-hour the waiting period that required police to wait 72 hours before initiating a search for a missing child now, or Now, I'm terrible at math, but is that three days? Three days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Many other states across America um, subsequently... Do, 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 I cannot talk. That's okay. Um, similar procedures. As a result, a nationwide network aimed at locating missing children was um, gradually formed. This has, ever sin- this has since developed into the child abduction emergency commonly known today as the Amber Alert. So, so yeah, obviously this is horrible, but, you know, they say learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So this is something positive that came from at the Amber Alert situation or system we have now. Mm-hmm. And that 72-hour waiting period, I mean, they always say that first, what is it, 48 first hours? 48, yeah. Is... There's a show. Yeah, yeah the first 40. I watch yeah. that show sometimes. Um, that's integral yeah. for anything. Um, so it's very good that this... Yeah, so something yeah. good came out of it. But so... So let's talk about the places that yeah, we went. We went on a little road trip one day. It was so fun. We, we went first to um, the house where they got, they, you know, dug up all the bodies. Um, when we drove down the road, I'm a Harry Potter nerd. It reminded me of Privet Lane where Harry Potter lived with his aunt and uncle where he lived yes. under the cupboard in the house on Privet Lane because mm-hmm. all the houses were very, like, matchy-matchy until we got further down his street. Yeah, and then there were just a hodgepodge of, like, Super brand new houses, and then his little tiny ranch. Yeah, on Somerville Lane. Is, is that what? Yeah, Somerville. or Somerville. Yeah. 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 The, the address has changed now, but you can look it up. Yeah. Simple internet search, it's really but... easy to find. And the house is currently for sale by owner. So, guys, we we thought about it. We're like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be to, be to go into this yeah. house? But one, first, and then like it kicked in, first sale by owner. That means we could, I would have to, we, you know, it, we could go in. No real estate agent, so I was scared. Heather called, but then when we were looking at the I sign, totally called. She did. Call. I left a mess, but I left a message, but it was it freaked me out because when I called, it was like not somebody's voice. It was like, please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, beep. So they sure they get so many messages, and that's probably probably right. No real estate agent will take it because people like us would be like, we want to tour the house. Like, well, the house totally was the Gacy house was torn down, and then they built a new house on it like three years later. Yes. So yeah. it's still the property. Yeah. Right. So they never called me back. I'm sure. Uh-huh. But the creepiest thing was in the phone number, yeah. the last three digits were six six six. So I said, That is just not a good sign. We do not need to tour this house. We do and not. And then I said, Jessica, to. no bitch assness. And no I called <laughs> and I called and I was like, No bitch assness. I'm calling. But they never called me back. Yeah. But it's I like they said, didn't know I was not a serious buyer or something. Yeah. Like, well, I got money. I can buy a house. house? And the credit's isn't okay. It like half a million dollars or something. Yeah, I looked up on Zillow. It's like five hundred thousand dollars. I could buy a house. Why didn't they call me back? I'm kind of insulted. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, I'm pissed. You didn't yeah. call me back. Oh my gosh. So Serious it was fire. just super creepy yep. being there. And obviously, we will upload pictures. Yeah. So. It, it the neighborhood is strange. It's it was just like a hodgepodge, like she said, of like kind of like some rundown houses right next to like a mansion, right next to like a normal house. It's crazy. And then from there. We really had to pee, so we were trying <laughs> to find this store where the Nissan or Nissan Pharmacy in Des Plaines was, where he met Peace, and where that receipt was produced mm-hmm. from and put back to. The pharmacy is no longer. It's now a, a liquor store. Yeah. Holla. So they didn't have a bathroom there. for us to use, though. So we had to... Then we found a Walgreens. We found a Walgreens where we peed. Yeah. Just in case you guys are wondering. Yeah. If yeah. you want to go there on a road you want to go there... So, and then we also went to the, um, the Displains River where four bodies were dumped. Yep. So, it so was a, it was a little road trip in the morning. Creepy day. It was like, it was a very creepy day. It was like raining and cold. It was like feeding. Yeah. I enjoyed my time with you though. It was fun hanging out for the yeah, day. It was great. But the house And then we went off. to lunch at Cracker Barrel. 
That was amazing. I know. And we gorged ourselves with so many calories. And, and then just, we went shopping in that store and I bought our kids. Store. Cra- I know. It was so fun. The store is so... I love that store. Just so. some murder and then some really wholesome shopping. Yeah. We had to. I know. Do something to kind of get the ickiness off. Yeah, so. exactly. So it was a great day. Um, yeah. We saw some creepy stuff. Kind of saw where he was doing his thing mm-hmm. and then just driving from his house to the pharmacy mm-hmm. it was like nine minutes away like knowing that's the path that he and the drove. river was on the way yeah so it was like right there so all this stuff was happening in this little quadrant it's crazy i know in this suburban neighborhood yes totally unassuming yeah. so all right well that is gacy i so... hope you enjoyed it it was yes. a doozy yeah it's a big one i'm so happy i feel so much better like he's out of my brain he got it out no more, Lens. no more clown dreams. No more, no more eighteen-inch dildos, slinky dildos. No more chicken. I might be able to eat KFC for a while. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm okay. certainly not going to look at the Colonel the same. <laughs> Rough times. Yeah. So, all right. So, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram at Down Murder Lane mm-hmm. and Facebook Down Murder Lane, a true crime podcast. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Email us at downmurderlanepodcast at gmail.com. And you so, know what I'm going to say right now. You can yes. slide so. in our DMs. <laughs> Wink. But really, tell us. We do actually yeah. enjoy the we, emails we're getting. We really do. And, you know, um, we're looking also for more cases um, that are not as commonly known. So if there's, like, a case that you remember that happened... Um, in Wisconsin, Milwaukee area, something that happened in your neighborhood or somebody that something that you know about and you'd like us to look into it. Um, we can do like mini sods too where we like link together like cases that aren't as complex as this and we yeah. do it like in one episode or like three different things or I I'm just spitballing right now. Jim needs to be our next episode. We need to call our friend Jim. He's got a connection yeah. to something he told me, so I need to call him and He's we need to get him. He's the person that taught us taught Jessica how to edit. And upload. And how and to upload and everything. Put the music on. He taught me everything Yeah. About podcasting. How do you say his last name? Sinicki. Jim Sinicki and you yep. used to work with him? Yep. Okay. We do need to have him on. Yes. He needs to be our next guest. And he's so funny. He's hilarious. He's, he's like the wittiest person yeah, I know. Yeah. Check out our Facebook page and it's like just like very funny comments from him. Yes. Okay. He's amazing. Yes. So, all we right. should have him on. Yes, we will. We mm-hmm. will. And he's got a good story. So. Yes. All right, everyone. So until next time, take that trip, but pack wisely because you never know who you will run into down Down Murder Murder Lane. Lane.